when it comes to Crohn's and colitis, we know what we eat plays a big role in how we feel. Our doctor might not have told us that, but we know it's true. Changing up how we eat and what we eat. It's one of the first things many of us do when we're ready to expand our healing power into the natural realm. Whether we go gluten-free or dairy-free, paleo or specific carbohydrate diet, IBD aid or GAPS, these types of gut healing eating plans, they can have a massive impact on our IBD symptoms, our life as a mom, and then our whole life in general. And while these diets have so much potential and so much power to help us heal, they aren't without their drawbacks, are they? One of the downsides that I hear about from some of my clients is that restrictive diets like this, after a while, they start to feel like they're just too much to handle. It's too much work, too much stress. The downsides, they make you think that, is this diet really worth it? Is your restricted diet, the one that you're using to help control your Crohn's and colitis symptoms, is that actually constricting you? That's what we're going to find out about in this episode of the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hey there, Karen here. I'm excited to be with you on another episode of the Cheeky Podcast. And this episode is for you, mom friend. If you are on or you're thinking about trying any type of gut healing diet, sure, it might prove to be beneficial, very beneficial even for your disease activity, but at what cost? If this question has been in the back of your mind for even a little while, or maybe it's at the forefront of your mind, you're definitely going to love this episode. We're going to start out by figuring out if this idea fits what you're going through. I'm going to share with you three foolproof ways to know if your Crohn's or colitis diet is making you feel constricted. And if you decide the answer is yes, It is making me feel some type of constriction to one degree or another. I'm going to help you with what to do about it. How to then buck the status quo system and just shake it up a little bit. I'll also be sharing with you the five things that you can do about it if you feel constricted on your restrictive diet. Now, before we dive in today, I want to make sure that you know all about our gut love community of moms. Are you already a member? You might be. I hope you are. But in case you're a new listener to the podcast, the GLC is your free and fabulous community. And it's for you, mama. It's for you if you've got Crohn's or colitis and you're looking for support 
tips, gut healing recipes, research-backed ideas, and access to me to ask me anything, all in the name of helping you find ways to feel your best with this disorder. Our Gut Love community of moms, they're finding ways to feel their best, to thrive in motherhood, to thrive in life. Hundreds of awesome IBD mamas are already in our mom tribe, and you can join us by going to karenhaley.com forward slash community. That's karenhaley.com forward slash community. We're waiting for you, and I can't wait to meet you. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Let's talk about your diet. The one that you're using to, or maybe thinking about using, to help control your symptoms. Because I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on some type of gut healing plan gut healing plan. You're thinking about it or you are already on it. You're using food to quiet your IBD symptoms. And if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you know that I am a huge supporter of the specific carbohydrate diet. It's the diet that helped me find balance and some semblance of normal in my 35 years with Crohn's. But I'd be lying if I said that the diet, it was this free-for-all, eat whatever I want. Because we know that's not how these types of diets work. All of these diets, they are restrictive in one way or another, some more than others. When it comes to the SCD, I just want to give you an example from that. When it comes to SCD, gluten and grains and refined sugar and lactose, they are restricted. No can do, they're off limits. So often when I tell people about the diet, the first question that I get from them is, wow, what do you actually eat then? If you don't eat all of those things, what do you actually eat? If you're on it, I bet you get that question too. Those are their first thoughts. And I have to say, I totally get that question. It's valid. It's true that diets like the specific carbohydrate diet and other gut healing eating plans, like the ones that I mentioned at the top of the show, they do have the power to heal. They have the power to put you in remission. They have the power to make you feel physically the best that you've ever felt in your life. But emotionally, emotionally, They also have the power to make you feel sad, depressed, angry, annoyed, frustrated, and even a little bit jealous. Maybe we feel emotional about the things that we're missing out on because we're on that diet. We're on that particular diet. And I see very few, if any, people talking about this. Why are more people not talking about this? Everyone is talking about the upside and all the wonderful things that this diet brings. But we have to talk about this because it's so important. It's so important that you have the full picture right from the start, which is why for you, especially mama, if you're on the fence, because I want you to have the complete picture before you dive in, before you do it with both feet, with gusto, or if you're on a diet like this and you're feeling like you just can't do it any longer, that it will help you get off the fence. It's decision time, right? It's going to help you make that decision, the decision that's best for you. I mentioned our emotions. Gut healing diets, they can definitely be challenging for our mental health. Restrictive diets, they can make you feel different around your friends, around your family. It might be difficult to talk to them about it if they're just not open, 
to these types of healing methods. You're probably looking around at people eating the standard American diet, seeming like it's not affecting them negatively at all. In fact, they might even be thriving or seem to be thriving on it. And how is that fair? Let's talk about going out to dinner because on a special diet for you with Crohn's or colitis, that's a very different experience for you as well. Traveling? Oh boy. Traveling, that can be challenging because you might need to bring your own food or you might need to give more thought to the restaurants that you'll be eating at while you're traveling. And even if you're just at home with your own family, right, that's supposed to be that safe space. But it can be challenging deciding what do I feed my kids? Do you feed them what you're eating? Do you add more stress to your life by making separate meals that they can still enjoy? You know, like the the kid-friendly mac and cheese and things like that. All of these thoughts are valid. And it's important that we recognize and call them out for exactly what they are. Normal. Does it make us stronger or more powerful or more resilient to stifle our thoughts or feel guilty because we think we're ungrateful for everything the diet has given us? Absolutely not. It's okay to feel grateful and then also feel sad about what you're missing out. It's okay to feel those things at the same time. We're women. We're capable of complicated emotions. I don't need to tell you that. And more than just feeling sad or guilty when emotions like this take over and threaten your ability to stay on that gut healing diet, even though you know the detrimental effect it might have on your physical well-being, still feeling like, I don't know if I can stay on it, even though I know, right, that it's treating me well physically. Now, now we have a problem. So then the question becomes, how do you know? How do you know if you have that problem? How do you know if this is eating away at you? If what we're talking about today is starting to give you some just little sparks in your brain, you can kind of feel a little tingle there. If it's just starting to resonate with you, then let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper. How do you really know if your restrictive diet is constricting you? It all starts with asking yourself three questions. Question number one. Question number one, the question you should be asking yourself is, do I feel resentful every time I eat? Do I feel resentful every time I eat? This feeling of jealousy about what others are eating, the feeling that might be called FOMO, feeling like it's not fair, it might start right at the beginning of you eating on a special diet or it might start down the line. Don't be surprised if it happens later on when the reality starts to set in. Maybe at one point you even felt grateful. You felt thankful that the way you were eating made you feel so good physically. But now you're just you're not just like jealous of people around you. You're angry. You're angry about what they get to eat. You might even take your angry out on your loved ones with regard to either the food that they're eating or it might even just be in other ways that are completely unrelated to food. Maybe even the food on your diet the food you used to enjoy, that food that tasted good before, maybe you're just kind of having a hard time swallowing it now. Maybe you just don't stomach it anymore. 
If this sounds like you, you might be feeling constricted on your restrictive diet. Question number two to ask yourself, have I become food phobic? Have I become food phobic? We all know what a phobia is. I know you've heard that before. It's a deep irrational fear about a specific thing or a specific situation. Arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Claustrophobia, fear of small or confined spaces. With this diet, whether the food you're eating makes you feel good or bad, you've become afraid to eat it. You might be thinking, how will I react if I eat a particular food? What if I do react? What will I do? See, there's lots of anxiety regarding food going on there. That's that phobia piece. Even though you're on a gut healing diet that's working, you feel like you can't eat unless you're home and you're within 10 steps of the toilet. Fears like this, food phobia. If this sounds like you, you might be feeling constricted about your restrictive diet. The last question you might be asking yourself is question number three. You might be saying, did I make the right choice to start this diet? You're questioning your choice. Did I make the right choice here? Should I be continuing to do this? You're just questioning it. What foods and what what choices did I make regarding the foods that I'm eating? Regarding this diet that I'm on? Did I make a wrong choice? Is this even good for me? Especially When you've been on your gut healing diet for long enough to already know these answers, you're still asking that question. Here's where those emotions, they can kind of get the best of us. Emotions like guilt, sadness, maybe depression about where your life is at. Sometimes we can even experience denial, right? We're denying that there's a reason that we need to follow that restrictive diet. Or maybe we move into the bargaining phase. If I do this, can I get off the diet and still stay healthy? You know, kind of bargaining chips, like things, what can I do differently? How can I do this and get this for it? You might even just have anger in general, anger about eating in general, anger about your life in general. If you're asking yourself one or more of these questions, you're definitely feeling constricted on your restrictive diet. So it's time to throw in the towel, right? It's just time to give up. Or if you feel constricted on your restrictive diet, it's time to just move on, right? Well, I have to tell you personally, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think what's more important is that you recognize these emotions that you're having. No more stifling them or pretending they don't exist or pretending it's not okay to feel this way. Feelings like this are absolutely normal. After 13 years on a diet that very much resembles the SCD, I feel this way from time to time myself. I just have to admit it. I'm admitting it to myself, admitting it to you, that everyone on restrictive diets, they feel this way from time to time. The question is, do you admit it to yourself? And at your most vulnerable, do you admit it to others? Okay, so we know that feeling a little or even a lot constricted about the way you're eating, even when your symptoms are under control, it's normal. We know that everyone feels this way from time to time. Now the question is, what do we do about it? I already already shared with you that it doesn't mean it's time to throw in the towel. It doesn't mean it's time to give up. 
When you're feeling like this, your gut healing diet, it's threatening to constrict your life. It's time to do five things. Five things. Let's start with the first, the first one that you're going to do. Number one, you're going to keep a food diary. Karen, how does that even help? (laughs) What are you talking about? I know that this might sound too simple to work or to some it might sound too tedious or even ineffectual. But, but I've got to tell you, keeping a food diary and then regularly assessing what it's telling you, it will not just change your physical life. It will change your mental and emotional state as well. Staying away from several categories of food, it can make you feel deprived, can it? But a food diary, it can help you see if you really do need to stay away from those foods. No more playing the guessing game and then feeling resentful without cause about what you can or you can't eat. If a food is harming or helping you, your food diary, it will tell you in a completely unbiased manner everything you need to know. Maybe you've been too restrictive. Maybe there's certain foods that don't harm you as much as you thought. The food diary, it's your best tool to help you find out. Plus, the way food affects us over time, it changes. Food intolerance, food sensitivity, it's not a static thing. It's not a static response. As our health ebbs and flows, what's best for us to eat changes too. Many people have this belief, I'm on this diet, Nothing I eat will ever change. It's just not the case. Keeping a food diary periodically, it will help you figure out just how restrictive you actually need to be. So then no more boredom in the diet you follow. No more feeling like nothing ever changes. Emotions like this, they can lead to those feelings that we've talked about already. Sadness, anger, resentment, and then constriction. A simple food diary, one that you are not just tracking, but also the most important piece here, assessing, right? It's one thing to write everything down, but then you have to look at it and say, what does this picture show me? It can keep your gut healing, diet feeling fresh, exciting, and of course, tailor-made for where you're at on every stage of your gut healing journey. I'm 13 years into my gut healing diet and I can tell you with absolute certainty that it's been essential for me to help me stay on the diet, to help me tailor it to my needs, branching out with foods that I wanted to try that weren't on the SCD, and then staying as healthy as I can be. By just committing to my food diary every so often, I've been able to do that. When you're just starting out, on a brand new gut healing diet, I have to tell you that a food diary is essential. It's a must. As time goes on though, you're not gonna need to journal about your food as much, but if you wanna branch out or if you want to quelch those feelings of stagnation and constriction, just take a few days to food journal, to do that food diary. Find out what changes you can make with food additions or food subtractions. It's like, here's how I kind of think of it. It's like any good marriage. I know, kind of weird analogy, but it's like the food diary. It's kind of like a marriage. We need to assess and make changes periodically. So a good five to seven day, and then I want to say consecutive is best. So on, you know, all those days in a row, 
Doing that in journaling, it's really a must to keep that marriage going between you and the food you're eating to keep you both physically and mentally healthy. What else can you do to help your diet feel less constricted? Let's talk about idea number two. Before you even think about branching out with foods that aren't on your gut healing diet, how about eating some of the foods that are on your plan? The ones you haven't tried yet. There's nothing that makes you feel more constricted than eating the same foods day after day after day. It's understandable that you would get into a predicament like this because as humans, we're creatures of habit. It's really easy for us to get stuck in patterns of eating the same thing over and over. And then, this is the kicker here, and then we resent it. We resent the fact that we can't get out of the habits that we've set for ourselves. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's exactly the type of thing that us humans love to do. How about going back to your gut healing diet? going back to those allowed foods, going back to that list, and checking out some of the new foods that are already on your plan. Ones that you've yet to touch, maybe because you thought you didn't like them, or maybe you just passed them over because you wanted to try something else. Trying foods you've never tried before, it really has a good chance of making you feel like you have a bit more variety and then less constriction in what you're able to eat. And like I said, we are creatures of habit, eating that same food over and over. We do the same thing for our family, don't we? We tend to make the same meals over and over, and then we get sick of them. Why would we think that gut healing, that gut healing diet, why would we think that that would be any different? You can break up the monotony, the stagnation, and that constriction of eating the same foods on your diet by going back to your food guide to see if there's a food you passed over the first time around. There's bound to be. Trust me, I know there's tons of foods on most of these plants. There's bound to be some options there. And here's the thing that we need to understand. As we change our diet from sugar-laden, chemical-enhanced, processed, that standard American diet food, and we move over into a clean, nutrient-dense, natural foods type of diet, our palate and our taste buds, they actually change as well. I know you're doubting it. Yes, it's true. They actually change as well. As we change what we eat, our diet, and we change our food, our taste buds will change as well. Cool, true fact. All right, maybe you've already noticed this. But doing a sweep of these foods again, it might prove that you like them better this time around. How else can you shake up that constricted feeling? How about idea number three? Experiment with a new way to make the foods you're already eating. It's gotten so much easier to do this than it used to be. When I first started, there was no spiralizer and, you know, all these different cool ways to make food. But hello, spiralizer. Hello, cauliflower pizza crust. And rice, it's not just made of rice anymore. People's ideas of how to use amazingly gut-healthy veggies, it has expanded by leaps and bounds. Every time I turn around, there's a new way to cook up cauliflower or butternut squash, zucchini, beets, spaghetti squash, broccoli, 
you name it. The list goes on and on. You can spiralize just about any veggie into spaghetti. Getting a spiralizer, it can be a game changer to jazz up your gut healing food options. Here's another idea you can try. Let's say that you've gotten sick of eating straight up cauliflower. How about changing that cauliflower into cauliflower rice or cauliflower pizza? Especially with the pizza, you'll never even taste the cauliflower. It is absolutely delicious and a great way to get your veggies in without that same boring old steamed cauliflower. And personally, I have to add one more thing about cauliflower. I love roasting cauliflower. Have you tried this? Talk about a change up to your taste buds and how you perceive it. I put in just a little bit of curry powder, drizzle with some healthy oil like walnut oil, roast it in the oven, and now you've got yourself quite a tasty treat. The roasting brings out all of the sweet flavor in your cauliflower or whatever veggie you choose to roast. So that is an idea. Let me give you one more example. How about you take eggplant, right? I feel this way. A lot of people feel this way. You might love it, but I think eggplant is pretty gross. <laughs> it definitely is gross to me. But when I slice it super thin and I add it to my grain and gluten-free veggie or even meat lovers lasagna, you layer the eggplant with the other veggies like I put in the eggplant, and then I'll add zucchini as a layer and then spaghetti squash as a layer. I load it up with the tomato or the meat sauce, sandwich that between layers of low lactose sharp cheddar cheese, bake that in the oven until the cheese gets gooey and bubbly, and you'll never be bothered by eggplant and that taste of it again. It is so delicious. And I think I've told you this, I think I've told you this before, but my sneaky liver trick, have you heard this one? Liver, right? It's super healthy, but for me anyway, the idea of cooking liver on my stove, like even just talking about it right now, like I can feel a tickle in my throat. It just makes me gag. I don't know why. I just have memories of it as a child. It just makes me gag. And chopped liver though, if you chop it and you put it in your meatballs, you roll it up, you'll reap all the health benefits and the variety in the foods you're eating without feeling constricted by so few food choices. And trust me, you're not gonna taste it. You're not even gonna know it's there. Variety in the foods you're eating, it goes a long way to keeping you happy on your gut healing diet. Okay, my love, let's talk about number four. Way number four to avoid feeling resentful or constricted on your gut healing diet and way number four is to go spice crazy go spice crazy all right one of the things that can help you feel less restricted about the food you're eating is making sure that everything you put in your mouth is flavorful Feeling happy, feeling like your diet is worth it. It has a lot to do with how satisfying and tasty your food is. It's all about pleasing the taste buds and the stomach at the same time. Spices and seasonings, they are, oh my goodness, they are such a great way to add pizzazz and fun and adventure because spices come from all different countries. You can add that all to the foods you're eating and stay on your eating plan at the same time. Let me tell you something, my dear. If you are eating on a restricted diet, a gut healing diet, it is an absolute 
imperative, yep, I'm calling it an imperative, that you have a whole drawer full, or at least I would say a couple shelves full of seasonings and condiments. And if you want to get even deeper into the, the kind of flavor of your food, really making sure it has nice fresh flavor, I'm going to just throw out one more idea to you. Maybe even grow your own herb garden. You can cultivate a wonderful garden right in your house. No outdoor land necessary. And trust me, if I can accomplish a home herb garden, and seriously, I have the opposite of a green thumb. I don't even know what you would call that. Maybe we'll call it a gray thumb. That's me. But if I can do it, I know that you can do an herb garden in your house as well. When I first started on my gut healing diet, the specific carbohydrate diet, the only spices that I had ever used in my life up till that point were salt, pepper, basil, oregano, thyme, and then there was the occasional need for bay leaf because I would put that in my spaghetti sauce. As an Italian girl, I could cook every Italian dish with all of those simple spices. And I realized early on in the diet that those spices alone, they just weren't going to cut it for me. They weren't going to cut it for this more pure, unadulterated way of eating that I was involved in. I just needed more fun, more flavor, more fun with my food. So instead of feeling restricted or constricted by those few spices, my gut healing diet, it opened me up to a world of spices and seasonings and condiments that I didn't even know existed. From I know maybe you know all of these, but for me, I didn't know them. But let me tell you about a few of them. From cumin to chili powder to garam masala and smoked paprika. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on all of, did you know this? All of the different types of cinnamon that are out there in the world. Each one having its own distinct flavor profile. Filet powder, holy basil, saffron, cardamom, Oh my goodness, cloves, curry, rosemary, marjoram, and the list, I could really, I could go on and on and forget a couple shelves because in my house, spices take up a whole small cabinet. And I, I do have to say that I use most of them on a regular basis. They give me so much variety and flavor in everything that I eat. So my gut healing diet, it never gets boring or bland or repetitive. You won't feel constricted if you feel like you have access to an abundance and a variety of flavor at your fingertips for every meal that you make. Let's dish on the last way. The last way to stop you feeling constricted on your restrictive diet. And it's way number five. Flip the script on the word restrictive. Flip the script on the word restrictive. Okay, right off the bat, let's say yes. There's no denying. There's no pretending that there are foods you can't eat. We all know that, right? There are foods you might eat to make your to make you symptomatic. But instead of always focusing your energy on the negative, what you cannot do, what you cannot eat, I urge you to focus more of your energy on the positive. Focusing all of those positive things that that gut healing diet gives you. Maybe it gives you less trips to the bathroom, less blood in your poop or in the toilet, less stomach pain, less bloating, less gas, less fatigue, more energy, less 
joint pain, less headaches, less stress, and in the long run, more variety in the food that you used to be able to eat from raw apples to strawberries to maybe even salads without all of those horrid symptoms you used to have. I remember mentioning strawberries. Oh, brings me back. I remember the first time I ate a strawberry, just a simple strawberry, nothing fancy about it, but I ate it the first time since my childhood. It was, oh, what an experience. I, can't, I still remember it. It was all because of my gut healing diet. It had healed my gut and then I was able to eat this strawberry and it allowed me to feel absolute freedom. One of the best ways to flip the script when it comes to feeling constricted on your restrictive diet is to come up with your own personal name for the way you eat. And I highly encourage you to not even use the word diet in the name. When it comes to what you call it, nope, don't use the word diet. Diet, it just has way too many negative connotations. Diet, right? Diet. I just really dislike that word. Talk about a word that just in and of itself means restrictive. For example, you might be tempted to change the specific carbohydrate diet to something like healthful diet. Or you might want to change the paleo diet to whole foods diet. But I challenge you to just forget it. Just drop that word altogether. Drop the word diet. You'll be amazed at just how much lighter it makes you feel. How about nutrient-packed eating plan? Or my favorite gut-loving eating plan. Or if you really want to get crazy, you want to go out there and have some fun with this, how about sassy, salubrious eats? (laughs) Sassy, salubrious eats. Salubrious means health-giving. I love that. I got to say that again. Health-giving. What a cool word. I looked up salubrious not that long ago. It's a really good 50-cent word, isn't it? Pick one of these or come up with your own. And then what I would love for you to do is share it with me. I want to know what your new name is for your not diet, but eating plan. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you come up with. DM me on Facebook and let me know on Facebook. I am at the IBD health coach at the IBD health coach. Okay, my dear, it's time for us to just soak this all in. Let's just take a deep breath and let it out. It's time for us to take a moment and take stock. It's time to decide where you're at. Have you been feeling what I've been talking about today? Have you been feeling constricted on your restrictive diet? If you feel that way, have you taken the time to complete these five steps? Before you throw in the towel or resign yourself, even worse, to living a life of just status quo, what can you do? What can you do to make this gut healing eating plan work for you? And if the way that you're eating is doing everything to control your symptoms, it's helping you physically, but emotionally, that emotional component, it's dragging you down. I highly recommend that you start with these five recommendations first, the ones we went over today. Let's just recap them one more time. So idea number one was to keep a food diary. Maybe there are foods that are you're restricting yourself from and you don't need to be doing that. A food diary will give you everything you need to know. 
What foods on your eating plan have you not tried? That's number two. What foods on your eating plan have you just not tried? Go back. Give them a try because your taste buds, they're changing all the time. So it's worth another try. Idea number three, experiment with a new way to make food. The food you're already making spiralize your zucchini hide your eggplant in lasagna make some cauliflower pizza whatever you need to do to just jazz up your food give it just a little bit of a twist idea number four was to go spice crazy go to your local grocery store and just look at the spice section what are you curious about there's so many options right? We're so used to just going, oops, I need basil. Mm, I need thyme. And we just pick them, right? But there's so many options that can be allowed on your diet. Commit to, let me just give you a little challenge. Let's say you commit to bringing home one or two. Bring them home into your house this week. When you go grocery shopping, I challenge you, bring them home this week. And if you find one um, one of the spices that you're, you thought looked interesting, but now you're not sure what to do about it, message me on Facebook and I will send you a recipe. Creating recipes to go with the spices I buy, ones I kind of buy on a whim sometimes, is one of my absolute favorite things to do. I have to confess this to you. When I was younger, I used to buy shoes and then I would find the outfit to go with them. Have you ever done that? Do you know what I'm talking about? You find the perfect shoes, but you have nothing to go with it. But you don't care. You're going to find that outfit. Now, for me, it's I create the recipe to go with the spices that I find. Oh, age is fun, isn't it? (laughs) All right. We talked about number five. That was my last idea. Number five, flip the script. Sometimes what's holding us back is our mind. It's the way that we frame how we think about these things, about framing it differently. How can you flip the script? And no more diets, my friend. We're not dieting. Embrace your gut-loving eating plan. And I want to leave you with one last thought today because maybe you've already done this. Maybe you've been at this restrictive eating plan for quite a while and you've tried these things that I've mentioned today. Have you done these ways that I've talked about and you still feel resentful and constricted on your gut healing diet? If you've already gone through all of this, I still have a thought that might help you. Maybe it's time, and I really thought long and hard before including this, but I've got to because it's a possibility and I want to throw everything out at you so you know what your options are. But maybe, maybe it's time to take a break. (gasps) gasp Karen said that take a break from healing food but remember food is just one way to heal in my opinion you're not going to be surprised to hear this it's the most important thing it's the most important thing that we have within our control as moms with Crohn's and colitis but but if your gut healing plan is so soul crushing that your mental health is suffering let me ask you a question is it really worth it Using food to heal your IBD, it's about marrying your symptoms with your lifestyle. That lifestyle piece, it is huge, capital H, huge, mama. All the sassy, salubrious eating in the world, it will never help you find 
what you're looking for if you can't fit it into your mom style. That's mom, life, life, right? I mix them together, your mom style. Taking a break, it doesn't mean forever. It could mean one day. It could mean three days. It could mean one week just to help you get your sanity back. A break, it doesn't have to last forever. And to make this work, I highly recommend that you're really careful about this. You're careful about this break because I see this, I see this happen sometimes where we take a break and we don't plan it and then we don't get back on it. So if you do this, my recommendation is that you plan it out. You don't fly by the seat of your pants here. Promise yourself that it will only be for that one day. It will only be for that one week and then get back on the horse. When you feel refreshed and you feel like you're just ready to go again, jump on. Jump on again with gusto. If you do take that break, remember you can still focus on other things that are important to healing your Crohn's and colitis. It's not just about the food. The food is big. It's a huge component, in my opinion, the biggest, but it's not the only thing. So during this time, you could focus on your mindset, your motivation, your habit formation, reducing your stress, focusing maybe on your anxiety, the quality of your sleep, maybe getting a jump start on finding a centered, a grounded physical activity practice. Maybe you're working on your spiritual health, your meditation, maybe you're also taking a medication approach, a medication approach during that time. Until you feel like you are ready to get back on the gut-loving food train again, these things can help. I have to say that I hope that this honest, revealing conversation about how sometimes these restrictive eating plans can make us feel, and there really is no better word for it than constricted. I hope it's been helpful for you, my friend. It's been a really much needed reminder, a much needed conversation for me to have. So I hope that if you take nothing away from this episode except for one thing, and if you're multitasking, come back to me. Come back to me because I really want you to hear this. I hope that if you take away one thing, I hope it's that you know that feeling this way, it's okay. Feeling this way, it's normal. We all feel this way. I feel this same way too. When my family goes out and they bring home takeout pizza, I feel a little jealous. To get over it, I, I don't know, it's just me. I love to smell the pizza. Everybody lets me smell it. And sure, it's not the same thing as tasting it, but it just makes me feel a little bit less jealous, a little bit less resentful of what my family gets to eat. And when this happens to me, I have to flip the script. I have to tell myself, maybe I can't have that takeout pizza, but look how good I feel, right? Look what this diet is doing for me. Look at everything that it's given me. It's given me my life back. And one slice of pizza, for me, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to take away all that I've gained. Plus, I don't know about you, but I love grain-free pizza. I think it tastes so good. And I get to put all my personal favorite toppings on it. Keep reminding yourself every day of everything you have because of your eating plan. And when you falter, use these tools. Use the tools I gave you today. And if you need help, don't hesitate to reach out. Get in touch. 
That's what I'm here for. We can continue this conversation. DM me on Facebook at the IBD Health Coach at the IBD Health Coach. Or you can schedule a free consultation with me where we will take a deep dive into really figuring out what's going on with your Crohn's and colitis, those challenges that you've been having to help with those symptoms. I would love to hear from you, Mama. I can't wait to chat with you. Remember, our Gut Love community of moms, it is waiting for you. It is our free and fabulous GLC. It's out there for you as well. You can join us at karenhaley.com forward slash community. karenhaley.com forward slash community. Remember, my mom had to be a little different and spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash community. Links for my Facebook page to DM me and also to schedule a free consultation are in the show notes. So go there. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon. 